Blog Talk Radio. Georgia, the sun is shining. After I get through with this, I got to go cut the grass, you know, because Rodney Perry likes to keep it real. And, and you know, what I find, too, nowadays, a lot of cats ain't really trying to work, you know. Uh, I, I saw the uh, Floyd Mayweather fight last week, and uh, one of the things that resonated as I watched him on uh, 24-7 is he kept saying hard work, dedication, hard work dedication and i think a lot of people are not willing to dedicate hard work to whatever their endeavor is you got to be willing to work harder than everybody else that does what you do uh, my man kevin hart great special on the street uh uh it's called laughing my pain and one of the tenets he put out is you know everybody want to be famous but nobody want to do the work Everybody want to be famous, but nobody want to do the work. So I'm just inspired right now, man. I feel like right now I'm working harder than I've ever worked before. And uh, and I'm really out there, you know, not just working for the sake of working, but working hard in order to um, to really put something positive out there. So let me tell you what I got going on. I did a project called Stand Up for Family, and uh, there's a VIP private screening in Chicago. And if you want to go, if you listen to my voice right now, you want to go, you in Chicago area, uh, hit me up on my Twitter. I'm at Rodney Perry or or, or, or my uh, my website, which there's a place to hit me there as well. If you're in the Chicago area, you'll be my guest, man. It's going to be a great screening. Uh, the comedy show is off the chain. Myself, Tony Roberts, Donnell Rollins, and a gentleman by the name of Mark Vieira, hosted by my man, Mr. Bill Bellamy. And and this whole thing was done for American Family Insurance. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you got insurance, you know, whether it be health or, or car insurance or homeowner's insurance, but it, it's it's a big deal. And, and nowadays, especially with the state of the economy, you want to always protect yourself. So with that, before I get this show going full steam, I got to shout out my chat room. You know, they're already in effect. They're talking to each other. I see y'all. Essence Paula, how you doing? Uh, thank you for popping in again. Uh, my partner in crime, uh, she's in the, in the chat room as my co-host. Uh, my girl, the, the the heartbeat of the Perry organization. <laughs> you know, if, if anybody know me, you know that I can't do it without Madeline Smith. Thank you, Madeline, for uh, uh, with me today. And uh, also, also, uh, young lady in the chat room, Loretta Green. Loretta, thank you for uh, tuning in today. I appreciate all of y'all for tuning in to the chat room. Uh, the show is growing. It's getting better. 
And, uh, you know, we, we just talked to the blog talk people, myself and Madeline, a few uh, days ago, and we found out there's a lot of stuff. You know, if y'all know, been watching the show, uh, I've been, if you've been listening to the show, I've been doing all the music in the air. So now, you know, we have figured out a way to really, uh, to do it the right way, you know, we figured out a way to do it the right way. Now, uh, let me bring this young lady on the line. She always calls in uh, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Mama, you up? How are you doing today? I'm present and accounted for. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, now, I got a, a great, great poet today that I'm going to be talking to, Tony Award-winning poet, one of the uh, one of the most awesome human beings I've had the pleasure of meeting, you know, in the past few years now. Now, I'm a comedian. You're a pastor. Uh, that, those are both what I consider spoken word. You know what I mean? So, what what do you say? What, give me a word on spoken word and how important that is. We we convey so much with body language, with attitude, with hair, with makeup, and and we're always trying to send messages. But the greatest message on earth is the spoken word. You can you can act like you love me, but I love it when you say you love me, and if you say it eloquently. I'm really, really happy all day. So word is good. Word is good. Hey, Mama, thank you. Keep listening. That's my mama, y'all. That's that's, that's uh uh Pastor Coleman, uh uh Mama Venice, you might call her. You know, she got her own show that's gonna be coming back to Blog Talk as well. So we're doing some quality stuff, and 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 beyond that, we about to get this show in full steam. And before I, before I bring my guest on the line today, uh, I told you I'm going to be in Chicago. And uh, after Chicago, we're going to the uh, Levy Funny Bone, which is actually right on the outskirts of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I'm coming to see you October 7th through the 9th. Five big shows. Uh, myself, uh, Ryan Evans, and my road dog, my road manager, Mr. Johnny Vans. Tough Cookie just signed into the chat room. And you guys. The the young lady that 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 is my guest today is not only my friend but just a really awesome human being. So without any further ado, I want to give y'all a taste of what y'all in for, ladies and gentlemen. My guest today, Tony Award winning poet Georgia Me. Enjoy. Sister, sister. Why must you show your ass? Why not have some class? Do you want to be lusted after or respected? Wonder why real niggas reject. You ever wonder what a sister be thinking when she in the club shaking her ass, drinking, drinking and shaking till her ass is fucked up. But then she stuck when she duck up on a nigga that just don't care. He wanna cut her up and pull out that hair too as a blonde weed. She's about four feet size in a fan. She got it done by a nigga. She's claiming her man, but if she got a man, why she in the club? Let niggas molest her. She think that shit's love. It's not love. It's luck. But she wants that attention. She needs it from men. Never knew her daddy had to mention that's a clue. Who are real niggas? She never knew. For her lovely self, there's no telling for a man what she'll do. She'll shake, she'll smile, she'll lie, she'll fuck. She'll drop, she'll lick, she'll swallow, she'll suck. Niggas can see this by her demeanor. He shows her some interest, so she's eager. He's not concerned about how to please her. He'll use her even though her resources are meager. Damn schemer. But when you look and act like a hoe, you get pimp. You being played for a fool, a fucker, a simp. Let these fake niggas blow you up like a blimp. He'll never want you for his queen, just a pimp. Now take that $60 for the pink box and get your weed crimp. You don't realize that it's right before your blue eyes. Now you have your brain watch even hit the tie. 
TV, video, picture show, and other hosts who be similar to the devil who ain't even on your level. But you lower yourself just to a tiny little look well. Trill things aren't weighed like gold. My sister, the two jewels in your soul, but you said it busting your ass to get a shirt by BB. Some cloth with four letters across your titty. Just to impress people who aren't a good character, paying $140 for an outfit, but you only make 200 That's a factor. Your priorities are all wrong. But it won't be long before you wake up, I hope. You'll like to because you can't cope with being yourself 24 hours a day. To be you means to be different. Too big of a price to pay. Well, think about the cost of freezing your ass off in the cold in line. Waiting an hour and a half to get in at 559 with a skirt right below your butt cheek. Sister shake your head, brother Tyler. Chicago, and it's Kanye West Day. And I'm like, it's Kanye West Day. He deserves it. That is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, to have your own day and to be living. You feel me? Right. And to be recognized for 
your contributions in your city just, you know, showing you that love. I was like, that is so dope. I can't wait till the day I have my own day. I claim everything that God gives me. Mm. And then I'm in Chicago another day, and it's Jennifer Hudson Day. I'm like, oh, I ain't saying Jennifer ain't the bomb, but if Jennifer got a day, I got to get a day. <laughs> I was like, your time will come when God say so, when God will say so. So I was honored by the beautiful sisters of Delta Sigma Theta. They chose me as the Kaumba Award recipient, which puts me on the list with people like Pearl Cleage and Kathleen Cleaver and Keisha Knightpool and Rudy from the Cosby Show. Just, you know, amazing women who have made a contribution to society. And I'm thinking I'm going to be honored among other women. And the whole ceremony was for me. And I'm, wow. I'm so, I was just like, wow, just wow, you know, because. The world will beat you down. Your pockets will be broken. You just think, why? What? 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 When I get something, who? Who? Who gonna love me? Who? Who gonna make me feel good? Right. <laughs> so, so when it happened, I'm like, wow. So it was these beautiful kids that made a portrait of me. My friends and different artists performed for me. They did poetry for me. I'm just like, this is such a blessing. And all of a sudden. They come out with these four proclamations from the city of Atlanta, Fulton County, East Point, College Park, all declaring May 4th, Tamika Harper Day. And I just praise God and just thank him because everything that we want, I said to God, I want to be on Broadway because after seeing the examples, we're all Jesus. We look at each other that that's what leads us. So when I seen uh, Whoopi Goldberg on Broadway, I looked up to God and asked him, God, I want to be on Broadway. When I seen Hazel do her one-woman show on Broadway, I was like, oh, God, I want to do Broadway, and he did that. And then so many, I, it's just so many countless amazing uh, blessings and gifts that God has bestowed upon me that, you know, it's, but it's about vision and seeing and knowing you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not have your own day, Tamika? You you. I try my best to love, not even try my best, I just love people. I love old black people. I love my good white folk, you know what I'm saying? I love my spicy Latinos, you know what I'm saying? I love my humble Asians. Like, I've gotten to know a lot of great people, and I'm just grateful that I can serve. You know, the best way I feel like to serve God is to serve his children. So just the fact that I was honored, and then you get your own day. Like, what do you do with a day? What you do, you know, and, you know, me being as hood fabulous as I am, me and my friends, we're like, we're going to have a a caravan and a cookout, you know, where in Atlanta, we, you know, we cruise. We used to cruise a lot, right? And so they started shutting down the city and places you couldn't go. And I was like, we're just going to get a caravan. Everybody going to, you know, paint their cars and we're going to ride through the hoods. And then that turned into from, you know, a cookout and a caravan to a festival. You know what I'm saying? It just well, actually, a fair the first year to a festival because I just wanted to show the talent and the beauty of my people and my friends and and I ask the people who I ask is no 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 like hesitation or and a lot of times I don't even ask. A lot of folk call me and say your day coming up. What what day you want me to be down there? You know what wow. I'm saying? And they come on their own dime and. We try to raise money for this scholarship, and, you know, it, it, it take a lot. It take a whole lot, but I love it. I'm, it's just such a blessing to see. I mean, for people to see some of the talent that's not only right here in Atlanta but from across the country that, I mean, you know, this year we had a magician, Rodney. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, our talent, and it's always a visual artist. We always have comedians. And, of course, I'm a poet. So I want people to see the best in poetry. 
I don't want them to see the mediocrity that has been cliche and on television and that gets light because those people who do spoken word, um, a lot of people aren't really doing spoken word. They're reading poetry or reciting mm-hmm. poetry. Okay. It's a difference. Spoken word is deliverance. You know how to deliver that message. You know how to move the people in front of you and entertain, educate them, enlighten them all at the same time. You are doing the job of a preacher and a teacher, and you need to under and an actor and a comedian and any other vessel that you, if you have to get down and dance, any other thing that God allows you to do, that's what you do through this spoken word. And you know, unfortunately, people confuse what I do with reciting poetry. You know Uh-oh. what I'm saying? I can recite Uh-oh. poetry. I did that when I was eight years old. You know what I'm saying? But then at eight years old, I also learned how to perform poetry, and it became spoken word. And I just, I, I'm big on defining my art form. I'm big on people knowing what it really is. You know, it's, I'm, I'm not saying that the other people who do, um, who recite poetry aren't wonderful. Their they're craft, some of them have mm. amazing craft. Oh, my God, they can write their butt off, but they can't perform to save their life. And I want my four minutes back of my life. Especially, <laughs> especially if you ain't teach me nothing. You understand me? You, right. you put me on a bridge and you jumped off, and I don't know what the solution is. You left me in the world. I'm just, I'm just paddling. You know what I'm saying? I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate you leaving me like this. And then, <laughs> and a lot of people, the reason why spoken word <clears throat> don't get like the. I guess the justice or, or it's just do is because people have been to a spoken word show and out of 15 people, they might have liked two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's not right. Because if you're in a comedy show, if the comedian is not good, first off, they're not getting back up on that stage. Second off, the audience going to let them know. In the spoken word world, everybody get free love. Take your time. You can mess up. You know what I'm saying? And people be like, it's okay. No, it's not. I paid $7 to get in here, okay? It's not okay. It's not okay. No, especially when it's a big stage. Like, and in Atlanta, we're fortunate to have some big stages where you can perform at any time in front of two, 300 people, and that's good. But if you just go on, excuse my language, just don't masturbate on the mic, and it's all for you, and you just leaving me out here dry, mm. I feel some kind of way. And uh, and and I feel like the world needs to let them know, and the world needs to also research who's good. You know what I'm saying? YouTube is the best thing in the world. You can go on YouTube and see some of the best poetry in the world. You know what I'm saying? And 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 know what you like. You know what I'm saying? And don't feel the people need to know. Don't feel intimidated. Poetry intimidates people's intellect, and they think they're stupid because they don't understand. No, that teacher did not t- teach you right. That teacher did not deliver. That minister did not deliver. That's all That's all that is, because a true teacher knows how to deliver to everybody, know how to transcend, know what pieces to do. You can't go to no hood club, to no rap battle, and do something about bleeding eyes in Afghanistan without making it relative to what's going right. on on the west side of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You can't if you don't know how to do that, then don't do that. And then sometimes don't cast your pearls to swine. A lot of poets just want to get up there and tell folks. Sometimes I I go somewhere like Pinups is a, a strip club here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I did a show there a couple of months ago. I'm like poetry. Yeah, I did straight sex poetry. I'm not gonna go in there and do no political stuff. But when they come to my show, that's what they're gonna hear. They're gonna right. hear some social commentary. So it's about you know. And, and, and why can't you have all of those facets? Why, why can't you be able you to communicate to. on them different levels? You're supposed to. I feel like you're a writer. I, 
I've done dance competitions. I'm tell, I don't give a damn what it is. You tell me what it is, I'll write something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I've done poetry for dance companies. I've done poetry for dance uh, competitions. I've done poetry for weight loss companies. I've done poetry for churches and, and strip clubs. And, and, and it, it don't make a difference. What, whatever the arena is, I should have something in my repertoire that can fit it. You know what I'm saying? Something in my arsenal that I can come out with and give and, and give a great performance, and then they learn, and or they're uplifted, or they're enlightened, or I don't. I just ask God, God, when I when I do this, please allow me to motivate, uplift, and inspire my people. My people are your people. We are an army. I that's all I go to the stage with every time. I know this is my ministry, and I know yeah. at some point I have a church. I already know that. I already know it's just what it is, but it's all part of a plan. So. Yeah, you know, I just I'm just grateful I get to do what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? I've been a, hey, a hey, fan you, you of don't poetry. have to explain that to me now now now, uh George and me, uh awesome poet. Uh we we talked about Tamika Festival which started off as Tamika Day and evolved into the festival. Um we know that you're gonna be on T V one versus in flow with Hill Harper. We know that. But take yes. me back. Take me back to that eight year old girl that found writing and also found spoken word. Well, I love this because we need these programs in our community again. Um, Atlanta has this program called Camp Best Friends, and it was at all the recreation centers across the city. And basically it's like for you little poor kids, for 5 to $8 a week, depending on how many kids you got, you get to learn about jazz, tap, ballet. I, I know how to tap. I'm a dancer, jazz, ballet, um, music, you know, of course, you know, gym and games and things of that nature. But we had drama. And there was this teacher, uh, uh, Miss Jenkins, Miss Price. I keep she Miss Jenkins, she taught at Price when we had Price. And she gave me Nikki Giovanni's Ego Tripping. She gave everybody poetry, you know what I'm saying? But she gave me ego tripping. And when I read this poem, you know, I was born in the Congo. I walked to the Fertile Crescent and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100,000 years falls into the center, giving divine, perfect life. I am bad. Then the first, that's the first stanza, right? I'm gone. This, this, she's going, I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Men intoned my loving name. All praises, all praises. I am the one who would save. I'm like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? This is that, it just blew me. And she was like, I want you to perform this at the summer program. And there's a, a fat little dark skinned girl. There's also a part in there where she said, I am a beautiful woman. That was the hardest thing in the world. I can say I was Jesus. I can say I sold diamonds in my backyard. I can say everything. But I'm a beautiful woman was the hardest line because that was something I necessarily didn't believe. But I had to. And I recognized in poetry at such an early age that it 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 was it, it instilled that in you. Like your poetry could poetry period could make you feel any kind of way. And I, I love the poetry that was praisy, you know what I'm saying, that uplifted. And I appreciate the poems that tell a story and, you know, tell your trials and tribulations. So I recognized it at eight years old, and I started. I mean, everywhere I went, every time I went to the library, I would go to the poetry section, and I found Sonia Sanchez and 
ooh, we, you know, Sonia Sanchez had them words and the Nikki did too. You know what I'm saying? Them explicit words. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was so much freedom. You know what I'm saying? That I could say whatever I wanted to say on paper. And then, you know, as as it evolved, you know, I used poetry for everything, like my whole life, every project, every – my senior class project, I turned my, my classroom into a poetry cafe, and I wow. wrote the po- poetry of Amiri Baraka and um, uh, County Cullen and Langston Hughes and the last poets, and this is in the, the 12th grade, and nobody in my class knew anything about Sonia or any, any of the Watts prophets. Nobody knew anything. We in Atlanta, Georgia, and there wasn't – like, there's not no place – there wasn't any place like that then in 94. In just 94, that was so, you know, just a cultural boom. Like, we have our areas where everybody just expresses themselves, but there isn't, there wasn't a village. Now we have in Atlanta, like, every end of Atlanta is a cultural boom. You know what I'm saying? You're going to find right. artists and, 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 and thinkers everywhere. But then it wasn't. So for me to bring that to my classroom, it was all through the library. It all started at summer camp. It all camp best friends and I'm just grateful. I just thank God. Like, I, it was the best thing in the world. And I tell my son all the time, baby, your mom has traveled the world. I provide for us because I read and write. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I read and write. That is what it is. And I speak well. And not for a black person, I speak well. I have yeah. reverence in my voice. I don't care who you are. You will listen. My 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 idols, like, as I started this journey of being a spoken word artist and, you know, everything that that entails, I wanted to be a mixture, and I've been compared to Martin Luther King, Barbara Joy, and Tupac, and Mary J. Blige. Wow. I love that. That's I love mur- that. That's a murder mix right there, people. Oh, I know it is. I know it is, and I'm going to fulfill all of it, all of it. It's not. It's just being known. That's cool. Been that forever. But I want to move the minds of my people. I want people to to transcend. I want us to have abundant living, and that's through serving and helping each other, and not allowing money to be the determining factor of who we are. And I will get that message out, and I will make people feel good about the wealth of who they are, which is their character and their spirit, because they can't break that. Nobody can can define that, and that's up to you. It don't matter about nothing else and what nobody else saying. I know that God is going to allow me to be in a platform big enough to get that to the masses, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be on the other end. I love Martin Luther King. He said he might not make it there with you. I'm going to be right there with y'all. Shout out to Lee, right there, folks, <laughs> in the promised land, uh, sipping on some lemonade and enjoying God's meat. Do you understand? <laughs> yes. Tamika Harper once said, I'll never chase money. I'm fulfilling my mission. I work for God. Russell just signs the check. Let's talk <laughs> about um, your Tony Award winning performances and what you guys did for spoken word uh, with Deaf Poetry, the the uh, the stage uh, the stage version that you got the Tony for. Man, Rodney, let me tell you, wow, God is so good. You never know. You just just don't know where. Everything is going to lead you. You just, I, I, my thing now is I work and I let the money catch up to me. You feel me? I just work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever it is. And 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 spreading my word everywhere, anywhere, that's how I got that opportunity. You know, a lot of poets, and I, just to any artist, whatever you do, you should be able to go to any any genre, any venue, and be able to perform your work. Because the radio station heard about deaf poetry and told me about it, but that had been a rumor. 
and then a dude I met over the phone just calling around. I met a dude in New York trying to call somebody else because I heard about some people doing poetry, and they came to Atlanta, and I was like, what you mean? They they came here and somebody paid them to do poetry? Like, how they do that? Like, what? So I just called a number in a book I found, and it was the wrong number. Ended up being the right number, my future manager. We feel mm. how God works. Just try. See, Lil Green say you never fail when you try. So anyway, we do Deaf Poetry, the first show. What I auditioned on what I, the tape they got, because I didn't know it was for Deaf Poetry. The tape they got had this poem that you played today that ain't never been on TV, which I've been trying to get on TV now forever. But that's what got me on Deaf Poetry with Sister to Sister. Okay. But when I got there, I did full figure potential because that's what I wanted to do. Never yeah. live life with regret. Never, because it ain't nothing where, ain't no reason for it. That's your choice. So I went and said, I said, yeah, I know that's what y'all want, but this is what I'm going to do. And when I did it at rehearsal, they nutted up because they had never heard it. And they was like, she up here clowning herself, but this is real. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about psychology in a way, you know what I'm saying, of making people feel what you want them to feel, but not manipulative. I'm not manipulative. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I really want you to understand this journey and what I, a woman of this body goes through and what you all may have done. When I did the piece, they was gone. When I did the show that night, standing ovation. Then the next thing you know, they got all this mail about me saying I'm beautiful and I'm sexy and they was just so, you know, uplifted and, what you know, where is she and who is she? And the people who they got the most attention about, you know, the most, most you know, accolades or, you know, I guess uh, just people love them. They took this nine group, this group of nine, and they took us around. They took us to the Soul Train Awards, they were that, uh, and they took five to Aspen, and I want to say that five because there's a core. Mm-hmm. Um, Suhair Hamad, Black Ice, Bosia, me, and in the beginning it was Sheehan, but then it was Lemon. Okay. And they just saw people's response to us, and they was like, okay. And Mr. Layton likes to work in odd numbers. So he didn't know it was going to be five, seven, or nine. He finally decided on nine plus the DJ. And when we went from, you know, doing the shows around the West Coast, and then we was in San Francisco, Union Square, we didn't know what was going on. When we was in Aspen, uh, Kathleen, oh, God, has, no, no, no. She's a mama from Kathleen, uh, Kathleen O'Hara from um, Home Alone, the mama from Home Alone. We had yeah. Aspen. She come up to me crying, and she was like, when is this going to be on Broadway? And we were like, Shada, we just here for the weekend. We don't know nothing about Broadway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know nothing about no Broadway, man. But so we go to Mr. Layton. We said, Mr. Layton, hey, excuse my language, right? We were like, this is some Beetlejuice. I mean, you know, because she's a Beetlejuice, too. We was like, she said, she said, oh, this could be on Broadway. What you think about that? He said, I don't know. Visionaries like Stan Legend and Russell Simmons always know 10 steps ahead of what they're going to do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They just not gonna tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You the worker. So when we went out to San Francisco, put the show up at Union Square, we were the best reviewed show in ten years. They had not had no kind of response like that. Stand ovations every night, that's unheard of in Broadway. That just don't happen every night like that. Then right. we wasn't thinking that we were going straight to Broadway. We think we were going off Broadway. We went straight to Broadway. And two months in San Francisco, a month off, month of workshop. On in November, uh, in October, November, we supposed to run six weeks. We ran eight months. Wow. And it was the bomb. I was just 
like, thank you, Jesus, because I got to live in New York City. I lived in Brooklyn. I went from being, you know, how you're in New York and you be, you know, the, the, the sidewalks are so full and I'm yeah. so southern. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. man. Right, excuse right. me. And two weeks later, I was mowing hold on. I was dying to get hurt. <laughs> Hey, hey, if, if you're tuning in right now, this is Rodney Perry Live. I'm talking to Georgia Me, uh, Miss Tamika Harper, uh, Tony Award-winning poet, Emmy Award-winning poet, Peabody Award-winning poet, and just one of the coldest human beings, breathing, heart beating <laughs> as we speak. Tamika, you've yeah. been around the world uh, uh, doing poetry. Uh, you mentioned CeeLo Green. I know Goody Mob is your favorite group. Gmo be for life, you understand me, and then some. I put them in on Broadway. I uh, um we had to do a little rap part, and I said like Tupac, Goody, like Tupac, Goody Mob, Nas, and Chuck D. Do it so all God's people get freed. I had to, I had to. And then hold, let me say this right: the coldest thing the night before we was closing, Git was in the audience and heard me say it and came backstage. But I've been knowing him, but he just couldn't believe I had put them in the show. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like. I love Goody Mob. They're the reason I do this. So, you know, I just love Goody Mob. Well, what is it about them, them, though? What is it about them that... that, that oh, man, they so they so educated and so scholarly and so hood and so I love my people and so for the furtherment. And not just black people, you know what I'm saying? Just good. And, and they Goody Mob, you know what I'm saying? The good die mostly over bullshit. God is every man of blackness. If black people accept in America, the tribe of Judah accepted their responsibility and what we're supposed to be, there were, a lot of problems in the world would not happen. We have to gain gonna our strength back up, you know what I'm saying? And Goody Mob, they, 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 they enable people. Like, they... They, they they give you the strength to fight. You know what I'm saying? To know, right. I I love being a nerd, and I don't feel no kind of uh, way about that, no shame about that. What is there a shame to be smart? You know what I'm saying? To mm. to read and to know. Like, are you serious? That's wealth. There's nowhere I go on this planet where I'm uncomfortable because I know about it, shout. You ain't gonna just feed me no bullshit, and I'm a, I'm gonna eat it. You feel me? So we don't we don't and empower our people with that kind of way. With our children, with that way of thinking, we make it a punishment to know. You know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. you know, you have to be responsible. But let them. But you armor them with the right weaponry. You know what I'm saying? That's what Goody Mob does. Like, man, I ain't hit. I ain't know nothing about no Palestine. So I heard get said in a song. Ain't you feel song. me? Ain't that ain't, song. for real? For real? Because I'm sure they sure ain't finna talk about occupation on American news. Not, not at all. Not at all. Now, now, you you are uh, one of the smartest people I know. Um, first of all, let, let, let me cover this. First, you you got you got one my fa- one of my favorite pieces of yours is band. Yes. And I I just I just love the way not only you you weave the poetry. But you tell a really clear story. Can we look forward to Tamika Harper, the 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 playwright? Can we look forward to Tamika Harper, the uh, the screenwriter? I mean, it, what's what's beyond poetry for you, if anything? Oh, I mean, yes, you can, because right now we're <laughs> I just associate produced on a movie called Unspoken Word, directed by this amazing brother named Henderson. 
um, out of Atlanta. Uh, you know him? I think you might know him. Um, I think I think I met him. Yeah, because he, he um, told me about the project. And he um, and and I'm I, I gathered the talent of, for the poetry and the poetry for the movie, but we're working on some other projects because my life and the things that happen, <laughs> they are so set for a movie. You know what I'm saying? So we've been um, working on some things, and I really want to bring um, a, a, a beautiful, dynamic story, not just a beautiful, many beautiful, dynamic stories of American life that's just not a limited to uh, a neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And I want people to know that. That's that's a big thing with me is that, you know, no mo- most people don't move further than 30 miles from where they originate. But if you allow your mind to, you can go everywhere. And I, I want my, my, my – everything I do, I, it has a purpose. Because we don't realize as artists how we shape the opinion of the world. We re- yeah. A lot of people, well, some people do, but a lot of people aren't aware that they're that impactful, and and that's what I want to do. So I definitely, you definitely, and more acting. I just want to get better. I want to train, and I want to be great at it. And there's a story, like, please, I want to do the story of Sarah Bartman, you know, Zena's Hot and Tight. I, a lot of our people don't know about, you know, this this African woman who was taken from her land and put on display in a, in a museum in Paris and how that is, you know, not only she was a phenomenon, but the uh, the blueprint for those big bouffant dresses and the exactly. wedding dresses, and you know, and and why we're so fascinated with our amazing, beautiful asses. You know what I'm saying? And how you know it, 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 we shouldn't be, we shouldn't feel. Um, over-sexualized and allowed to be just, you know, seen that way. You know what I'm saying? As, but it, but embrace the power of it. Use the ass for good. That's what I mean. <laughs> Use it for good. Use hey, it for good. Hey, hey so, George, yeah. George, me, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they blowing, the phone lines are blowing up. It's the people that want to talk to you. So I'm going to open up the lines, and uh, we're going to let a couple of people say hi. Uh, for, okay. And, and I'm going to the chat room, too. Sea Dog say, Tamika Harper, George Me, that's my nigga for life. That's my man. I love that dude. Uh, Tough Cookie is in the chat room. My mom is in the chat room. Uh, so many, so many good people. Loretta's been listening to the whole show. We got several guests in here. My man Dre Parker, Essence Paula, uh, Blursarian C, all in the chat room. Thank y'all for tuning in today. I'm going to my man. I, my uh, my dad had a birthday uh, uh, this past weekend. And uh, you know when when a lot of times you know we don't get our flowers till we gone and shoveling mm-hmm. dirt in our face. So to watch you know him turn sixty and and to have all these people say all these great words about him was very powerful. And uh, and 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 one of the people that was uh, that was there was Pastor Pete Crump McCoy. What's up, Pastor? What's up, man? Just listening in on the show, listening to Georgia Me going in, yo. <laughs> what do you think about Miss Georgia Me? Oh, you got any I'll, questions for her? Actually, I, I, I wanna, one of my questions for you, Georgia Me, is how do you feel? Um, and, and I'm a pastor, so I, I, I gotta go to church. How do you feel about spoken word, uh, ministry spoken word, meaning uh, a spoken word that glorifies God? Oh, I. I I'm a fan. Um, I I do churches. I feel like you can. Um, I I have a line in the poem where I say, uh, "The flames I spit 
Salvation for Souls, Creflo Dollar, and T.D. Jakes can't get. And what I mean by that is that everybody has to be ministered to in, in different ways. And all of my poetry is God-based. There's nothing that I do that don't come from God. A lot of people don't believe in word, uh, some of the words because they'd be like, oh, you can't say these words. I don't believe in curse words. I know the origin of every word that I, sp- I say. I know why they're so-called curse words. Mm. So I don't I don't subscribe to that. And thank God I live in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, there, all the poets that I, I run with, that I that I dig up from Black Ice to Abyss to Emma Green to, to Teresa the Songbird to Tasha Jones to Sonny Patterson to Dana Gilmore, Everybody has a faith base, you know what I'm saying, where they um, are helping people find the God in them, you know? Yeah. So I definitely, and then there are some poets that, I, like, you ever heard of poetry out of L.A.? Poetry yeah. out of L.A. never used any explicatives, and God and Jesus is in every core fiber being of his poetry. But at the same time, he's a big black man, so a lot of folk are intimidated by him. And he's the jolliest, happiest Christian you oh, will ever dude. meet. Real good dude. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I love it, especially when it's done well, like the way poetry does it. Oh, my God, he's amazing. He he brings people to church. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I love it. I love it when it, and it's yeah. not pimp. Some people, you know, they pimp the poetry and they pimp Jesus. I call it yeah. Jesus pimping. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. So, oh, you didn't. You know, oh, you didn't say that. They do. They pimp Jesus. That's all they do. They don't be Jesus. They just pimp Jesus. You know what I'm saying? They want to be seen like him, but they do nothing like him. You know Uh-oh. what I'm saying? So, just, you know, so. But yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, you know what my take on that is too, because I have the same dilemma as a comedian, and and it's it's like you say, I don't like people taking words out of my lexicon. So I like to be able to utilize all the words at my disposal. But more than that, I think that that God is using non-conventional means to get his word out. I think he's saying, okay, uh, the people that I want to touch, you know, is not really going to listen in that same form. So mm-hmm. why don't I bring the church to them? And I think he's using people like George Mead, people like Rodney Perry. And he's saying, he's saying okay, uh I'm going I'm to anoint these people, but people ain't going to even see them coming. Man. But they, but you know what? I'm keeping it. You know that poem you love, Dan. Mm-hmm. Coco Brother, who is like, he does Exodus. He does, um, he lifts every voice on BET. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does, you know, the morning praise um, on, I don't know what radio station now. But Coco Brother used to be the... Uh, six o'clock in the evening, DJ, and he is the reason why a lot of Atlanta artists broke out because he would hear them in the club and put them on the radio. Wow! I met him on a Sunday at a basketball game. Monday night at eight fifteen, he called me and said, "Do you mind if I play band on the radio?" I said, "How are you gonna play band on the radio?" He said, I "Ain't got to do nothing but scratch the first three words, and that's it, and one other word, and that's it, because that's all you say in the whole poem. That's an explicative. That's mm-hmm. it." But everybody hit them first three words, like, oh, my God, she's a raunchy poet or whatever, whatever. He put that on the radio at 8.30 because he said, God is all over this piece. God is, wow. and I can't tell you how many ministers come to me. And my minister just last Friday in Indianapolis came up to me and said, I start out my men's workshop with your piece, band. 
I'm, and, and that's ministry because my that poem I on my street, my homeboy, one of the biggest D, D boys in the hood, stopped me. What's up, nigga? What's going on with you? I'm saying you're not out here hustling. You know what we do, nigga. You know how we do. He said, well, let me get one of them CDs. I, I meant to get one from you, you know, a while ago. I said, okay. I gave him a CD. Thirty minutes later, not even thirty minutes, I get to my house. He called me and said, bring me six more CDs. These niggas around here want this CD. Not only did they buy the CD, but all of them quit carrying guns. Wow. All of them. Wow. They said they don't walk around with the fear no more because they ain't no bitch-ass niggas. You feel me? So wow. if I'm changing the lives with that, I'm good. I'm good. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care. I get hey, all the time. We done talked about it, Georgia. I got to play it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all listen up. This, this, is, this is one of them pieces. This is one of the coldest pieces I've ever heard. And this is one one of the pieces I gravitated to. And, and Georgia and me got a, a plethora of pieces. And we're we going to talk about it, tell people where they can go get it. But right now, this is banned. This is Tamika Harper, also known as Georgia Me. That's G-A-M-E, representing game, representing this West Side ATL to the fullest. This first piece I'm going to do is called Ban, Bitch-Ass Nigga. Bitch-Ass Nigga shot my folks because he couldn't knock, couldn't square up, stepped the ant and got fucked up. The fear in his eyes was clear, he even dropped a tear. Lost the respect of his peers, so he planned an attack, some fuckboy had his back, they wanted the trap. They hid like some bitches in an abandoned building. Aunt drove up in the house, ran the children. It started to light, then came the rain, then came the bullets, then came the pain. Then came the blood, then came the screams. Then came the flashing lights. There went the dreams. This nigga killed my cousin, two unborn baby's father, a sister's only brother. A friend you could bother with your fears and problems, he helped you solve them. Yeah, he did some dirt, but he had a good heart. See, boxing was his gift. He wanted a new start, but oh no, you wanted to be greedy, be the big man around town, pushing shake, flakes, weed, mostly seated, want to be Nino Brown type of clown. I'm tired of going to the funerals of lives that have not been lived. Systematic genocide, easy way to rid the devil of his biggest fear. When God's jewels, minds become clear, their hearts become pure, their souls become clean, instead of succumbing to the light of an infrared beam. I wanted that piece of band six feet under for this unfixable blunder. There was nothing to wonder. He had to suffer his body asunder. Then I heard a thunder ringing in my head. Do I really want to see another man dead? Another life wasted? Another family in pain? All over some crack cocaine? All over some band's idea of getting misguided respect, using fear to keep his niggas in check. Now, knowing how to earn respect by any other means than ball it out, taking lies, supplying to his fiends were his limited dreams. So all I do is pray that God helps him find another way than smoking hay all day, no work all play other than slanging yay. And see, just the other day, I saw this nigga walking through the mall West End, chilling with his friends, spending his dividends, buying clothes, hollering at hoes. Nick, this was less than three years ago when you stopped and slow. But see, I know, vengeance is not mine. You will reap what you sow in time. The message is divine. Rest in peace to all my soldiers lost in the street war. Battles over bullshit, nothing to die for. You are not a man because you can pull a trigger. The gun created and brought power to the bitch-ass nigga. Bam. Wow. I cannot, I cannot hear that poem enough and be amazed enough to. 
when you wrote that, like, what, what, where were you? I wrote it in my bedroom after just seeing the nigga at the mall. I'm, I'm, I'm at the mall getting my nephew uh, a tie and shirt for his fifth grade graduation, and I see old boy in the mall shopping. And what's crazy is I went to middle school with the dude, and he went from being a little lame dude, Muslim, you know, uh, you know, bean pie selling, and, and we, we was like, we love him. You know what I'm saying? Sweet as I don't know what. But then, you know, he started selling dope, and he became this notorious D-boy, but not a real notorious because he was a pretty boy and a very slim my brother. You know what I'm saying? My my cousin had just served time. And when he came out, when I say cock diesel and he could fight, it was, everybody was like, he's going to be next Mike Tyson. But at the same time, in, 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 in that whole story, my cousin killed the man when he was 15. So karma is no joke. It was just the way that he wanted to change his life and what he had done to start changing his life. He was completely through with that lifestyle. He was training. He was being there for the women. In his life, because I said two unborn, it was two girls pregnant at the same time. He came out, he was getting it. So, you know, <laughs> right. so, you know but he was on a whole nother plane. He was no longer the, the aunt that went in, you know, who was the spondent, who mom died when he was seven. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't him. Right. It was a man with a purpose and a different goal in life. But just because you on a different path, that don't mean your karma ain't still on your ass. You feel right. me? Wow. You know, it's just what it is. So, But I look at that brother who I went to school with, and what's crazy is God will always make sure they hear you. The other dude who was with him, I did that poem. He didn't know that that aunt was my cousin. So he in the club, He we went. this another dude I went to middle school with. What's up to me? Oh, so good to see you. I ain't doing poetry shit. And I'm looking at this nigga like, you was one of the niggas that tried to kill my cousin. He don't even know. So wow. I go up on stage, I do the poem, he realized I'm talking about him, and he flees up out that club. Like, he dips up out that club. And I'm like, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? He heard the whole piece, but he was gone by the time I was off, you know, finished, you know, talking to the people. But yeah. I just was grateful, and I'm grateful. To, and I've had brothers come up to me and say, I'm that bitch-ass nigga you was talking about. I don't mm. want to be that bitch-ass nigga no more. You know what I'm saying? And that's the the beauty of it. It's like I, my whole point in the piece was to make my my black men understand that that gun don't make you a man. You know, yeah. it really don't. It makes you less than. It really does. Because you, 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 you're not a man of your word where you're honorable enough to, to keep that kind of bullshit away from you. And yeah. if you're talking all that shit, then nigga be able to scrap, scrap, scrap up. You don't know. Yeah. Don't be talking all that. And why, it, you, you know, it's it, always. Go ahead. I, I, I just want to I just want to speak to that because it, it's very powerful and 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 I'm gonna tell you how powerful it is. I'm, I'm a fairly mild mannered guy, and I can remember it was a time when a, one of my good friends he had he had bought a gun, and we was driving through the streets of Oakland, and he and we had the gun with us for whatever reason. I, it wasn't even it was for whatever reason. I can't even tell you why, and it gave all of us a different power that we had never had. So mm-hmm. a, a car drove up alongside us, and these dudes looked over at us. Now, normally we would have just said, oh, look at these fools, and not even thought about it. But that day I remember feeling like, what these niggas looking at? <laughs> and I would have never have thought that had I not had this gun so close to me. And, uh-huh. and, and I told my boy, I was like, dude, we cannot roll like this again. 
But I can see the point of this poem because and how powerful it is because I even my man of Rodney Perry would could have easily succumbed to that power. Mm-hmm. You know, and became that bitch ass nigga. Let me go to two one six. My girl Ebony wants to wants to say something to you, Georgia. Ebony, you on Roddy Perry Live with Georgia me? Hi, Ebony. Hi, I'm so glad to be on. I'm shocked. I I was I just want to know that let you know that I'm a fan of both of you guys. Um I, so I first saw you on Death Poetry and the way you deliver and the things you say. I myself am, am trying to be a poet, um, spoken word artist, but I have problems with, like, stage fright and everything else. But some of the messages that you bring is some of the messages, same messages that I want to bring forth in my community. So I was wondering, do you have any corners that you could offer me to, you know, get rid of that stage fright because it's really not about, you know, about the poetry or about the fame or pimping poetry, it's about helping somebody like you do. Okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. Um, look at your hand, right? Look at your hand. Mm-hmm. You see that skin? You see that skin? Yeah. That's dirt, right? <laughs> That's dirt. Ash to ash and dust to dust. What the hell are you scared of dirt for? They can't kill you. They can't do nothing for you. They can't do nothing to you. Your purpose and your, your message and your ministry is more powerful than them. You understand? Yeah. You're giving gifts to share. And if you don't share it, God will take it away. Do you feel me? And that's just, yeah. that's just what it is. The people, they, it don't matter what they think. It ain't about what they think. It's about what you know. And if you know your message is is powerful and can help somebody, that's what your purpose is. So you can't yeah. ever let people deter you. That's that's just a, a, a trick of the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really matter. The people who matter are the ones that you touch. And if you believe in what you're saying, you're going to move people. It's about your conviction. It's about whether or not you know. It ain't about whether you think. I think I, I got something to say. No, I know I have something to say. I know it's valid. I know it's purposeful. I know that it can move mountains, and it is my purpose and my mission to speak it because I can speak it. There are people who are mute. There are people who can't write. There are people who can't see. You know what I'm saying? And they find a way to get their message across, so you better find a way to get your message across with your able-bodied ass. Do you understand me? <laughs> Hey, Ebony, thank you so much for the call, sweetie. Thank you. And, and, and we'll see you on stage. Okay, thank you very much. All right. All right. Now, how, how often do you get that, George? How often do you do you All mentor young poets? All the time. I have seven mentees officially, but, you know, I just feel like if you can help, you're supposed to help. And so many um, poets across the country it's a it's an underground railroad. So if you know spots where somebody can go share, if you know uh, a promoter who who will put some money in somebody's pocket, you're supposed to let the folk know. But you should grind enough so that people hear about you and it's valid. That's one thing. People want shortcuts. You yeah. got to grind. You got yeah. to grind. It ain't my job to tell you all the things that you need to do. But Anything I can, I will. But you got, I got to hear about you, Shawty. You just yeah. can't be somebody who I don't wrote two poems and, and I want to do this, and, and now I want you to give me all your connects. No, you're not going to make my name look bad. I don't send bullshit yeah. around. I don't, I don't know you like that. The best. Yeah. I don't, it, I, Shawty, it's like for real. And if you great, your name is out here. Please believe that. People talk about the ones that, that move them. I don't have no problem. Whenever somebody, if I can't do something, 
it's never an issue with finding another great talent. Never, because first off, most time they're in my living room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. You, do, we you friends. know, everybody that if like for me, <laughs> if a poet come up to me and they say your name, they officially got a green light. Yeah. Because I know, first of all, I didn't see you. <laughs> I didn't see you be like, no, no, he need to stop right now. <laughs> what he call himself? Is he tap dancing and poet? <laughs> You're not gonna do this to my to my heart, Rodney Perry. <laughs> how, how how real is that for you when people, you know, maybe maybe like you say, pimp your art? And you know what it is. A lot of people look at poetry as the fallback. You know what I'm saying? I'm really scared to do what I want to do, so I do this poetry. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. nobody really gets turned down in poetry. Um, uh, we don't because we want to hear what you got to say. And then if I see the potential for greatness, I'm coming up to you. You know what I'm saying? Can I work with you? Can I help you find your moments? Can I show you how to bring that out? That's me. Um, but it, 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 it does hurt me. Like, like it hurts me to sit there and watch somebody do what I have been doing for, my mama say over 20 years, because she considers since 8, 20, you know, even though that's people eight years out, I say since 98, but I feel her. Um, it, 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 it makes me mad, because that's an opportunity for someone who really does this and is amazing at this, and I just feel like the world don't know enough about it. And I love, I'm grateful for Death Poetry, but what Death Poetry also did was it threw a lot of good poems in with great poets. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of them artists had good poems, but they aren't good poets or performance artists or spoken word artists. They just they none had of the above. Poem. No, they just good. Po- they had a good poem. They wow, had a really good piece. poem. Yeah, that one they, piece, and then they go to a college and can't do a show. Yeah, but the comedy world is very same. Def Jam did that to us. Uh, Comic View did that to us. My man is on the line. He wants to say a word. Cedric Sabalos saying, "You up?" Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me, Rick Rodney? Yes, sir. How are you, man? <laughs> Hold on. Let me I'm tell, good. Let me tell y'all who y'all talking to. NBA great, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, a man out there in Phoenix on the radio doing his thing, taking it. He's a DJ. What what don't you do, Sid? Man, I try to touch my hair.
heyday, and just and then and like he said, you know, I think like minds, you know, kind of kind of work and in tandem. And you know, when you meet Sergio Sabalos, and he he does have that pedigree, he does have that that track record, and he's still a cool person. People say that to me all the time. Say, Rodney, I'm surprised you're so approachable. I'm so, but I don't see why that's a surprise. You know, because the reality is, is that if you if you continue to be yourself, you know they 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 say celebrity magnifies who you are. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm saying right now that the magnification of a Georgia me is so cold <laughs> <laughs> that that's something you want to be around. I, I gotta let I gotta let this young man in the room. He I know he got a word to say. Now, now this is one, George. I want you to drop some jewels on this. This is my 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 little brother who acts as my role manager, but he's also a rapper and 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 you know and and doing his own thing in in this game. But he's one of them guys that's really not doing what he should be doing with his art. Hello. You on the line with George and me? Hey, what's up, George and me? Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I'm doing good, doing good, chilling, chilling. Well, your brother just put you out there like that. Why are you not using your gift? I mean, I, I'm I'm using it. It's, it's my, my big thing is words. You know, I'm, I'm working on my album now, and I'm real big on critiquing myself and having every word just, you know, just right. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. my main issue right now. You know, I, I'm real hard on myself as far as, like, you know, I'll write a whole song, and then I, I look at it, and I'm like, ah, none of this is good, you know. A lot of people... Hey, hey, I'll give you this, JT. I read in a book, I, I've been reading this book called The Artist's Way, <laughs> and, and, and in The Artist's Way, this lady, Julia Cameron, she breaks it down. She said, the enemy of success is perfection. It's mm-hmm. like, you, you, you really, if you constantly adjusting and fixing it, it'll never get done. So sometimes you just got to commit to finishing, and then you can go back and do rewrites, and 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 you can adjust, and you know what I mean. So you almost have to commit to finishing, and then the rest of a uh, uh, rest of it'll make its way to you. And I'm gonna tell you something, brother. You gotta trust your voice, and know that that's not the only time you can talk about that. <laughs> you understand yeah. me? Like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't you know? A lot of times, especially writers, we want to put everything in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it ain't meant. That's why a lot of times, a lot of Writings be all over the place because everybody want to put everything they feeling in it about that one subject when that really is a trilogy. Like I learned from Nikki Giovanni, she was saying, um, "This is the fourth piece I've done about Martin Luther King. I've done one each decade." Do you feel mm-hmm. me? And you would yeah. think, "Oh, I've done something on Martin Luther King. I don't need to do nothing else." No, you got you got more to say. So why would you know? Don't ever uh, uh, let fear because that's just fear of it not being. Um, great, but you got to trust your voice. And in doing, as being a rapper, I'm going to say this to you as a rapper, as a rapper, as a rapper, you need to perform your work because I'm sick and tired of niggas who can't perform being a rapper. Because mm. yeah. yeah. the only way you're going to have a career is if you can perform, and that's the real. You can have a hit, but if you can't give a show, you ain't going to get no bookings. Yeah. So you got to do that anyway. You got to work that out. You need to be performing whatever. You need to find one one of them that you're cool with, two of them in a, in three months, five of them in a year, where you constantly rotating. You always got to show and your performance is good because having a a good album and not having, having a good show, that ain't nothing. Yeah. 
sound. I mean, I'm just saying. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your advice, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again and, and getting more jewels dropped on me uh, by, by by you. See, well, anytime. You can holler at me anytime. Your brother got my number. Young Johnny okay. Vance. Hey, thanks thanks for calling in, JT. Stay on the line. Keep listening. Hey, we we on with Georgia Me, Georgia, man, I, first of all, I want to go back to, to when I first met you. I was in <laughs> L.A., uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we, you mentioned him early poetry uh, has a, a night he was doing in L.A. and mm-hmm. uh, I think we were both performing because we would have comedy and, and spoken word together. And I remember standing in the back of that room and watching you captivate this crowd and just being like, I want to be that lady's friend. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, you, I was so drawn to you. And I was like, I want to be her friend, and 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 what I appreciate is you didn't let me down. I, I've had people that I felt that way about before, and then they let me down. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you don't mm-hmm. know have people. You like, oh god. You know, now now I'm friends with this person I don't really like, but you are really, <laughs> <laughs> you are really a great person, man. How how do people book you, first of all? And and what's your website? What's your Twitter? What's your Facebook? I want to make sure that the world can listen to this a hundred years from now and be able to find Georgia Me. Well, they can um you can uh, my Facebook is Tamika Harper. Um it's a picture of me and my fiance when he proposing to me. So that's my Facebook. My website is being relaunched because we want to do a whole big thing, my birthday in November. Um so I'm on Twitter at Georgia Me, but I don't tweet. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. <laughs> you don't tweet. Yeah, I just I don't tweet. I ain't even go far. first off. I just feel like God don't want me to tweet. Like He keep giving me problem with my phone. You right? You know I don't have to change numbers. Like you know, it's just everything. So, but um, you know they want to get at me, hit me up on Facebook, or you know they can call me um four four two or one fifteen eighty two. You know how I am. I'm a minister, so if you got something to talk about. I help you through the best way I can find the time. Um, It's easy to book me. Call me. I work for God. Just don't disrespect me with no bull. I'm not no uh, open mic poet. God has allowed me to do too much. So if you have to save up for a year to bring Georgia me, save up for a year. It's worth it. Get your money right. (laughs) Get your money up. You know what I'm saying? And I work with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't ever pay me what I'm worth, only what we negotiate. So what you working with? That's how I deal. You know what I'm saying? And hey, hey, I tell people the same thing. He said, Rod, how much do it cost? What you charge? I say, don't worry about what I charge. What can you do that's going to yes. be comfortable for you and that's going to make my babies happy when I bring it home? What can Come you on, do? Come on, I can't go on a dummy mission. I, I mean, I love my art, but I've done every venue there is to do in this country. And if you have a venue, I, I would love to come. Um, but I'm also a poet who has done major, major stages. So I'm open for all kind of uh, charity events, um, um, you know, fundraisers. But don't get it twisted. If you can pay your band, you can pay me. So that's wow. the whole thing with the spoken word world. They think, well, you know, you do it for the love. I do it for the love, but you don't love me, shouty. Okay? Because <laughs> you can't love me wanting my baby to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you can't love me wanting me to have no lights. Because I live in America, a capitalist country, where I have to pay these bills. Yeah. And that's just what it is. 
So, um, but, you know, for schools and, you know, I do all the volunteer work. If you a church, uh, if you a battered women's shelter, if you a prison, we can work it out. Let's figure a way. Let's call the university. They pay for the school. I love doing community work. Everywhere I go, if you book me for a show, if you can find some other way where I can serve the community, please. You know what I'm saying? Please let wow. me talk to some youth. Please let me talk to some, some women or men who lost their way. Take me to the trap, Shouter. I sit there with the D-boys and we'll have a discussion. I'm like, this shit ain't legal yet, Shouter, because it's a trap for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, I don't have no problem. I, I, I get off on that. I thank God that he allows me the ability to have that kind of influence on people in a positive way. So I'm real easy to get at. I'm so easy and I'm 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 so open. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I can't work enough. You know I I I have five mics in Atlanta. Let me say that five mics. I have to promote that five mics in Atlanta. Um, if you ain't hood, I have hard to hood. If you ain't hood, don't come. It's on the west side of Atlanta at uh, Deja Vu, okay? It's on Joseph E. Boone. It's the first of the month, okay? It's my hood spot. Then that, I have, is, that, is that the spot I came to over there? That's the spot you can't because, you know, Rodney, you real. You real. That's why you I can't, keep, you know I what I'm saying? I so real. You I love that saying? little spot, and the chicken wings was incredible. <laughs> Man, shout out to Frank. He is the best. I'm selling fried wings off the hook, and it's economical. And then my night, you know, it's free admission, free drinks up until 11. You know what I'm saying? So we get wow. it in. But if you ain't hood, you might not be able to handle that. But so I have, uh, I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff that go down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was running around like, is her clothes off? Oh, my God. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, things happen. Right. But then we got the Bohemia Room ATL at the Metropolitan Loft um, at Henderson Studios. That's uh, um, the the amazing director I've been working with, and that's the third Thursday of every month, um, right there at 675 Metropolitan Parkway. Um, it, it's Studio 23 on the back lot. It's amazing. I have a great time, great show. That's if you, you know, you're a little, you know, cosmopolitan, collegiate, and might be a little booze, you might be, you know what I'm saying, come on through. But whatever you are, come on through. Um, I have Flow Edit Wednesdays. That's what my man Douglas Duran. Um, that's, um, we don't just cater to the LGBT community, but it is, I do have a strong, I have a lot of gay babies. So it'd be like 50%. You know, my gay babies and 50% straight, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I just want everybody to come together. So that's that, Mike. Um, I also have Shine, which is also at Henderson Studios, but that's for the youth. That's for ages 11 to 18, second Saturday every month, 6 to 9, come out and shine. For my youth, my babies, whatever you do, whatever you, you know, we have door prizes and giveaways, um, and it's just a donation. It don't cost y'all nothing. Um, and then I have... Um, you're a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Open your mouth Saturdays uh, on the north side for the folk who can't get to the to the city while we're up there at the top of the city. Because what I did was I asked God to allow me to have more of a presence in my city because so many people was like, where can I see you? Where can I see you? Mm-hmm. And I'm never in my city. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to write down what I want. And I didn't, I didn't seek it out. It all just happened. And um, I'm looking for somewhere on the south side. I was going to be at Othello's, but I don't know what's going to happen. But looking for somewhere on the south side so I can provide some. Because, you know, gas costs. So I'm trying to make it so people don't have to go far to see me. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I got going on in the city. Um, Like I said, that TV1 next month versus Inflow. Uh, Also, I'm on this MTV special. 
what's that, I'm not fat anymore or I'm losing weight. Some of this little girl wanted to lose weight to be a poet, which I don't understand why she wanted to lose weight. You have to be lose weight to be no poet, but she right. didn't want to lose weight. You know, Oscar used to be fat. That's what the name of the show is. I used okay. to be fat on MTV. That's airing next month. So I'm just working in the movie 11, 11, 11, Unspoken Word at the Georgia World Congress Center. Um, premiere, you know, I just work, whatever, you know, I got so many things going on, but if you got something that you want me to be a part of, just holler at me, I'm available, uh, we'll work it out, we'll find a way, because I just, I just, I'm so grateful to do what I love to do, like, that is the blessing first, money is the, the second payment, the first payment is that every day I get up with poetry, and I get up with spoken word and deliverance and ministry every day, and I'll do it anywhere, and you know this. And I just want to say about this to all the people in the world, Rodney is the realest. Rodney is the realest because, you know, I don't do the the fake-ass Hollywood relationships. I don't even get close. I don't get close to these niggas because a lot of them be so on their guard. I have the ability to um, remove the booze factor from most people. You feel Mm -hmm. me? But a lot of times I just don't even want to go through that. And when I met you, you know, I was like, Rodney's cool, you know what I'm saying? A lot, and not that just because you're a comedian, because a lot of comedians are kind of cool, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just, right. y'all are really down-to-earth people. Um, but you, the way that you extended yourself every time I came to L.A. and helped me get my grind and hustle on and and let me know about anything that you was a part of, I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much because folk can make a way for you and they don't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm so grateful to meet, but I meet like-minded people. I meet people like you and Jaguar Wright and Andy Irie and Angie Stone who who just, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't did nothing with Angie, but I just feel like her spirit, you know, I love her spirit. Yeah, I saw her this past weekend uh, uh, when uh, Emerald Green hit over there, and I was like, I was like, like you said, I felt her spirit, but go ahead. But yeah, so I'm just grateful that I meet people like you and that um, God keeps letting me know, oh, you don't have to be um, anything other than yourself and you will be successful. And I will surround you with people who are for your betterment and aren't jealous and, and, and intimidated because so many times I do shows with certain artists and they're intimidated by my greatness instead, mm. of, instead of exalting me and them being the one to exalt me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so grateful for Monique and that opportunity, and that came through you. You know what I'm saying? That came through you being at a meeting and mentioning me and me being great enough where they couldn't deny it. Yeah. You feel me? That's another thing people got to realize. I can put you on, but that don't mean that everybody going to like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean everybody see what I see or what I like about you. So I'm just grateful that we try, and I'm grateful that I know you, and I, I wish them but blessings and prosperity and love for you and your beautiful family. You know what I'm saying? And I, and black men like you. You know, I just want black men like you and, and other men, you know what I'm saying, to be seen yeah. more. You know what I'm saying? I love my, my babies, um, my gay babies and my, you know, my my ones who in between. But I would <laughs> like more. I mean, for real. You don't know what they're going to be on what day. Um, but I want more black men, Sean, yeah. just who are. All my gay babies know it's good for you to be gay. It's wonderful for me to be straight. Yeah. We need to exalt more of of what we are, period. You know what I'm saying? It's like cool that we, 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 we have men who are comfortable with their sexuality. They can be free. But we have men that love black women. All black men don't hate black women. All yeah. black men don't have this disdain for black women. All all black women don't have this disdain for black men. All my women, all my homegirls, we love niggas. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
oh my god, these, these we be mad at these stupid bitches on TV too, cause that's not us. You know what I'm saying? Like right, that's not right. us. We we we. I, I'm southern. I just have to say that. I, that my friends say on your tombstone, go say I'm from Atlanta, <laughs> cause I just am country and southern in a way where I, I like certain roles that we play. Yeah. I just do. I like that I don't touch trash ever. Mm. I like that. Mm. I like that I don't open doors when there's a man in the vicinity. I like that. I like that when men are around me, they don't get torched. You know what I'm saying? I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So allow me to be me, and I just am grateful that you are who you are and you, you do what you do because you you just are a wonderful man. Like, Emerald, when she performed Friday night, you tweeted, bam, you know, Chi-Town in the house, you support. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to exalt each other. Tommy Ford is another one who exalts yeah. his people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, big, I'm a part of the reverse the curse. I want to say that. The really let syndrome. We need to reverse the curse and yeah. just love each other. No matter what uh, economic, because our shit right now is based off economics. We feel some kind of way. We, we got a little money. We're looking down on folks. Most of us ain't never two, three generations out of poverty if we out of it. If, if, you know that, what I'm if that, yeah. If that, with your two paychecks away from being homeless. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just love my people, and I need us to understand that if we unite, if we come together, if we support each other, a nation within this nation, we can't be stopped. We ain't got to worry about what everybody else is doing if we support our own. There's no reason why I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and there's not an all-black medical building. There's no yeah. reason for it. When I go to L.A. and there's a whole Korean and a whole Chinese and a whole Philippine medical office building, specifically, it ain't nothing wrong with loving your people. That don't mean you hate other folks. I love. I want white folks to love themselves and quit being orange. You know, you look like Oompa Loompas. Stop it, carrot-looking asses. Y'all need to like being white. Y'all need to like being white. What's wrong with being white? You white. Just because your legacy is, 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 is sketchy, that's not you. I tell all my white babies to free them. Slavery is not your fault. <laughs> Don't be a bleeding-heart liberal. If you want to yeah. do something, make a difference for somebody. Don't deny a person of a different ethnicity because of your fear. Y'all fear is based off of, uh, y'all racism is based off of fear. And my hesitation, because I'm, I'm quick to tell folk, I'm prejudiced. I'm very Uh-oh. prejudiced. Uh-oh. I mean, but everybody is, and folk don't want to admit. Now, racist is when you infringe on someone's civil liberties and opportunities. You understand exactly. me? But if I'm not prejudiced, I can't uh, assess any situation correctly. I have to have uh, prejudged notions. That's what it is. But mine are based on fact, not fear. Exactly. And I don't infringe on you or deny you anything. That's not my that's not my right. And that's where the problem comes in. Love being white in your culture and where you from. Love being Latino in your culture and where you from and, and black folk. Where are my the black kids? I can't tell no difference. You still time you can tell a black kid from other kids. I don't see it now. I don't we see, lose where, where, where we going at? I don't see nothing that's negative. I tell you what, we making them over here, Georgia. We making them over here in the spirit house. Straight black. Man, my son, I love love my son, but he too Disney for me. I be like, nigga, hey. He's like, mom, you don't like white people. I say, I love white people, but I need you to, what, you don't know how to beef it up? You don't know how to bang like Beef it up. Hey Georgia, I got I got one more call. I got one more call. He's been holding for a little while. Thirty three okay. minutes now. Carl King, you on the line with Georgia Me. What's going on, man? You all right? Yeah, man, real good. How you today? I'm I'm well, I'm well. 
I want to say I've never heard join me in my life till this day, and I've been sitting here on pins and needles saying, wow, I never saw somebody in my life that thinks so much like me. So I'm sitting here, you just you answered my question. I was like, i got to bring her to Detroit and being a promoter, playwright, after myself. I was actually finishing my next play as we was uh, listening to your show. I, and you gave the number and everything. I kind of messed that up, but I most definitely got to get you here in Detroit. I texted your girl and told her, "Tell Rodney to give me a number." You know what I'm saying? So, but you gave it to everybody. We'll, we'll make sure. We'll make sure you get it. We'll make sure you get it. And uh, and and the what we we'll do mean, it's beautiful. is I'll put out an email, a thank you email to George Me, and I'll have all the information on it. Okay, that would work. But but sister, seriously, honestly, as a poet and a lover of poetry, I'm gonna say this. Never before have I had a chance to see you speak or hear you speak. That band killed me, but just the whole ideology, everything you're saying, I mean, you got me pegged. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. I'm over I'm over here uplifted and shit like I've been to church. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. That's the purpose. That is the purpose. I just everywhere we are, church is, and that's the whole thing. I just want we 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 one big church, and we can we can praise God anytime, anyhow, any way, and that's praising the God and each other. You know what I'm saying? And seeing the lights. So I appreciate you, brother, for for feeling the purpose. I am grateful. But thank you. I am most definitely grateful. Most definitely moving. I'm a loquacious cat, seriously, and I'm going like I'm almost lost for words. I almost. You know, if you meet somebody, now, now and you I gotta feel go. Like, now I gotta go look up loquacious. And you feel starstruck and shit. I feel that way. And the thing is, my, I tell people all the time, my whole wife, life consists of words. They come to me easy like flight to birds. I can spit words. I can do it all day. But I'm actually sitting there right now kind of lost, like, damn, this sister just said so much good shit, especially the curse words. I took all the time. My God cursed when he talked to me. That's how we oh, roll. <laughs> That's what I say. That's what I say. You know, I'll be like, God, no, don't judge me. No, God oh, wow. once told me, you know, kind of counsel blessings for the day. I say, okay, you know, whatever, so-and-so, so-and-so, that, that was my need that he wanted me to do. So he said, how many are you up to? I was like... Well, I haven't got up. I ain't started yet. Shit, you know me. Start bestowing blessings on me, and I start coming. He said, "Well, go back to sleep and wake your own motherfucking self up." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl. Hey, man. Thank you for the call, man. We gonna get right, ready to close out this show, man. Georgia, me, you, you, you dropped so many jewels on us today. Uh, it's, it's been probably the easiest interview I've ever done because <laughs> your message is so clear. I think a lot of times that a lot of people attempt to to be, you know, deep and they be off, and you, you, you're just so, so clear, so crystal clear. I want to thank you, first of all, for coming on today. Anything you want to share with us before we get out? I just want to say thank you for having me. I appreciate the, the opportunity um, to speak. So, you know, when you do interviews, a lot of times we're censored. So just to speak so freely, and this probably was one of the easiest interviews I ever done because you're my friend, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just appreciate the love and support you give me and all the people who are listening. I love y'all. Know that because we got to love each other, and it's so easy. It's just caring and giving a damn, and it pays off in, in a thousandfold. And, and we can do it, y'all. We can we can create our reality. We we that's up to us. We can save ourselves, and that's real. You know, we don't need to look to Barack. We don't need to look to uh, an imaginary hero. Everything that we need is within us. And I just want everybody within the sound of my voice to believe that, share that, know that. 
you know, spread that spirit. And even if you got to convince yourself until you believe it, do that because it's, it's all here. And I love you, Rodney. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, shout out to Adam's Rib. That's my female collective. Uh, all the baddest uh, beautifuls, as Tasha Jones would say, but the baddest bitches in this poetry game. That's yeah. Emma Green. Teresa the Songbird, Sonny Patterson, Dana Gilmore, Israelite from Brooklyn, uh, Scorpio Blues, Queen Sheba. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I'm forgetting somebody. I'm not forgetting somebody. Myself, and there's somebody else I'm forgetting. And I, oh, oh God, I can't think right now. But forgive you me. Say, you say Tasha? Is she one of them? I said Tasha Jones. Okay. Tasha Jones. Tasha Jones. Emma Green, Teresa Songbird, Sonny Patterson, Dana Gilmore, Queen Sheba, Georgia Me, Israelite, and Scorpio Blues. That's it. That's it. that's the core. But it's so. And shout out to Felipia, who is the baddest singing amazing woman in the country and she part of my 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 company so I just want to shout out her Felipia look up look up Felipia you're gonna love her and that's it she's a singer she's yeah. like she's a vocal spirit I don't just call her a singer because she do yeah. more than just sing <laughs> yeah, she gets it in you you know you, it in. you you you've exposed me to so many uh genuine talents here since I've been here in Atlanta and uh man I I, I just I'm just floored by you, this, you, this, let me tell you this before before we go. This is you are one of the reasons I love Atlanta because everything that's dope in Atlanta is black. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the restaurant that you love is black owned and operated. The mm-hmm. uh, you know the the the, uh, the 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 business that you go into and get your your tires rotated is black owned and operated. So you can get a, you get more of a sense of community for me personally than I've ever felt and then mm-hmm. to 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 meet and deal with a person like a Georgia me that is arguably one of the best that does what she does <laughs> and to see your generosity and how open you are with your peers and how you embrace hey, y'all, y'all. I watch y'all. I don't just watch you as an individually, as an individual. I watch your community and how y'all deal with each other. And there is no hate. There, the, the, the vibe is always cool. And so I, I'm just impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to have to have connected with you. And and again, I'm thankful for you coming on this show today. And uh, what I'm gonna do is in these last few minutes, I'm gonna close this show out. I usually will have a couple of words. You know, but I'm gonna close this show out with with a piece from Georgia Me. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Thank you to Georgia Me, aka Tamika Harper. You know, <laughs> representing game to the fullest. <laughs> I, I love you. Thank you for coming on today. And uh, this is Georgia Me, nigga. Love you too, Rodney. I bet. This piece is dedicated to all the black men all over the world. Black men are the shit. You all are beautiful. I love you. You all get beat down every day, so this is something to lift y'all up. Nigga, N-I-G-G-O-D-S. Real niggas don't claim to be anything, they just are. Who they are, what they are, where they are. The ghetto superstar. I love the way a nigga walks and talks. How he maneuvers when he gets caught. Can't pour your emotion when a nigga puts down game. Ain't too many niggas lame, maybe insane. But only those that can't understand what it's like to be a black man. If you can't see it, you must be blind. Black men exemplify what is fine, what is pride, what is struggle, what is life. They fight through this bullshit, misery, and strife. I'll be a lucky woman if one day I'm called white. I love a nigga with chinky eyes, black lips, tone thighs. The rumor ain't true for all 
know, but I like a nigga with two sides. But the game what makes me fall to me, the mind is the prize. Brothers who seek knowledge didn't necessarily go to college, but who are conscious of the true plan. Who realize God is every black man. Can I get a man? I'm your number one fan with a gorgeous tan. From chocolate to caramel, it all looks so sweet. Visions of beauty as they walk down the street. Hands full of dreads, tears on their feet. They walk into the listen to a beat. The beat is the rhythm intrinsically inside. The rhythm is the heart with beats of pride and full of love. The devil wants to hide. Yeah. Damn! Look at that backside. Black men are the only creation that demand your attention on impact. By their colors, their spirits, the way they act as a matter of fact. I'm amazed at how they handle situations all across these nations. Doors locking, purse watching, looks to feel they into the station. But they laugh and move on. Say the groove into a song.